Future tech from the corpse of a fallen foe fuels the defense forces of Japan's creation of a brand new mecha-style defender, ready to row with the big G on the big screen once more. This is Kaiju vs. History, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. Welcome back to Kaiju versus History. Uh, this is your fully upgraded robot fighting force, Patrick, here. And joining me is a 65 million year old egg we call Miles. Hey, Miles. It's me. You think it's going to be a pterodon egg. You think, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back even more Showa era funness in, in this film. Yeah, and especially this is our second egg movie in a row. Yeah, big eggs. Nothing but big eggs. Uh, It's excellent. Oh, boy. Welcome back, Miles listening audience. Uh, This is not only a another fun entry into the Heisei Godzilla series this week with Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2, but this is Mm -hmm. also another important two as this is like the two year anniversary for the podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> I think that, yeah, this is coming out in September, right around the time we launched. And yeah, we've. Uh... That's wild. I feel like we've, we've talked about doing like something spectacular. And it's like, now nah, we're just going to review another movie. Um... Well, you know, we, we had the 100th episode at the end of season four, season four. Yeah. <laughs> and this is only a couple episodes after that. So it, it seems silly. But how how appropriate that. Mecha God versus Mecha Godzilla 2 would be our two year anniversary. Two twos in a row. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's wild that we've been doing it for two years, but I also feel like we've been doing it for much longer. <laughs> I mean, technically, we, we have a little bit. We, we you know, recorded a, a bunch before we, we put that, out that that episode. is that is very true. But yeah, some of these these <laughs> 50s and 70s maybe maybe took some years off your life. So that's why it felt longer. Uh, you know what? That's probably exactly what it is. Um, um, and so th- this is the movie. I will say this. This is the movie I have the least amount experience with. I think mm-hmm. I saw it maybe one time back in the, the late nineties or early two thousands. Oh, really? when it had, when it had its DVD release, uh-huh. I haven't watched it since I hadn't thought about it that much. I mean, I like, like I mentioned last week, this kind of section of like, let's, let's show up and play the hits. I don't like the, the, King Ghidorah one I had more experience with because I felt like it came on like sci-fi channel or something a lot. Mm-hmm. But Ver- Mothra Battle for the Earth and Mechagodzilla 2, I had seen probably the one time beforehand. And so I was very curious how I was going to feel about it because I didn't remember that much because I really more remember the, the Kiryu design from the Millennium Era. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in this into this movie feeling very kind of sure I was going to be in the same mindset as I was last week. Like, oh, here we go. There's more shut up and play the hits. <laughs> Toho just rolling out their old monsters again. Oh, no. And so I I got to say, I, I'm i really excited to talk about this movie. So I have the the TriStar double feature Blu-ray. Oh, really? And it's I actually think it's this and Space Gods because they, they mix some of them up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're not all in order. In, in these in these double ones so I, I have this one on on blu-ray and it's so funny because when you press start big blue p 
PG comes up to tell you what this movie's rated. Mm-hmm. And when you're, if you're watching it in Japanese, the first thing when the main character says is shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I died laughing because it's not the only curse word in this movie. And I'm like, this is a PG-13 rated movie, but that dub probably was pristine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that TriStar DVD came out in 2005. So it's like, well, 18 years old at this point. <laughs> right. A um, classic. Uh, one of the cool things listed on the Wikizilla, Wikizilla page for this <laughs> is the VHS, the original VHS cover of of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2, which is great. I, I love it. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's very, very loud. <laughs> and th- this is another film that has a, a a great original poster. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, by Noriyosha Orai, who, who did, you know, all the, the Heisei era film posters. But, yeah, uh, I, I so I bought a double sided poster of the versus King Ghidra because I've always loved that poster from a poster vendor What they were traveling through i think his name's like mr movies like i remember like visiting this guy's thing when they were traveling at malls like in the early 2000s like i've i've been buying posters from this guy like my entire life and i i retroactively wish i had bought this one instead because that that poster is so sick and like rodan looks so metal <laughs> yeah yeah it's a it's a great one and it integrates those three characters very well very well in it and, and I mean, also a different design for Mechagodzilla, which which we'll talk about. But that yeah. that was that was one that was done probably before the suit was ever built. So <laughs> it's just kind of maybe like a more artistic, streamlined version of the the Showa era, you know, so, bulky suit. So at this point, I just want to take a little break here since we are in our two year anniversary. We've yeah. covered about not not counting the pre K era. We've covered about. At this point, just shy of 60 years of kaiju films. Well, yeah, if if we're going back to King Kong, that was 1933, and this movie came out in 1993. So just just about exactly. uh, Yeah. um, Years of kaiju. I guess we are kind of the era. Yeah. Do you did when we started this? Mm hmm. Because I I I I thought differently because I mixed some movies in, in a different decades. Did you think the '90s was going to be like the golden age? Yeah, I mean at this that point, uh, obviously uh, only a couple, like as three legendary films had come out, so it was still like to be determined how mm-hmm. how amazing that would be. But I had watched majority of the Heisei films if not in the nineties in, in rewatches recently and a lot of the millennium films. And there's just something about the, the Heisei films, some of their cohesion and the, the Godzilla suit of that era that really, mm-hmm. really worked for me. And it's the same thing of a lot of horror movies, a lot of sci-fi movies. I just think the, the late seventies, the eighties, the early nineties, where so much is reliant on practical effects that is the the zenith of of those in film and i think toho is really at their best here in these movies because of that you know it's it's been practiced right like three decades and and for me because i mean i wasn't thinking about them when we first said we're gonna do this podcast before you made our, our our master list or the the constantly in in production master list because it's changed several times since the the first one. Mm-hmm. But like even talking about movies like like Tremors or Honey I Blew Up the Kid, these like kind of like you know little 
Hidden, not hidden gems. Tremors is a, a huge cult classic, but like certainly they're, I wasn't thinking about Honey, I Blew Up the Kid until yeah, we talked about the Amazing Colossal Man, and man, like that's still a super enjoyable kaiju film. <laughs> like, yeah, well, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, not Amazing Colossal Man. That movie. Sucks. I mean, we're we're gonna talk about them. the The majority of films really in the '90s are Godzilla, Gamera, and or you know evangelion eventually <laughs> we'll, we'll get well to. and we and we get some we get some kaiju adjacent films that we're going to talk about that yeah. uh, i'm excited to talk about because i was rallying for them but i also haven't seen them in about 15 years oh yeah we'll 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 get to those <laughs> but i mean technically tremors i think is pretty kaiju oh adjacent. i i think i gave that one a 10 for personal enjoyment so i <laughs> i am i am team tremors for sure but yeah, it's one of the ones that really is is very evocative of what they were going for in the the 1950s. And yeah. that 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 was that banner, Hunter Patrick. <laughs> well, I, I rated it, you know, pretty darn high for for its evocative nature and, and things like that. Uh, but by the way, I rated it just one point below yours. You gave it. Hey, a, hey like a I nine, said, even I your even your wife. <laughs> agree with me <laughs> uh yeah but it, it i mean it made it on that best of the the great list and yeah, it's fantastic yeah um just about every godzilla movie i think if they say here is probably making on that because the you know last i would week, i would i would imagine so if if last week godzilla versus mothra got on there makes it then i'm 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 pretty confident um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, talking about Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2, which is not a sequel to 1974's Godzilla versus <laughs> Mechagodzilla. No. Yeah, definitely tell us what's in a title or if you can, what's behind a title? I mean, <laughs> in, it, in this case, <laughs> yeah, th- this was released in Japan as Gojira Tai Mechagojira, which obviously you can guess as to what that title means. Just Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla in the same way that they used just gojira for the 1984 what we call return of godzilla they just called this the exact same as the 1974 film mm-hmm. uh, godzilla versus mecha godzilla uh, uh, we, we have the two in the title because that's the the u.s release and the, the second time movie is called called godzilla versus mecha godzilla <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's so a second time. That's so dumb. <laughs> and you know, to to avoid confusion, I appreciate that because otherwise, no, I hate it. Otherwise, we'd have to call this Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, nineteen ninety three, which is like, what's better? What's worse? You decide. I mean, not they. They could have called it Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla Battle for Tokyo. I mean, they they yeah. added Battle for Earth to Godzilla versus Mothra. Like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I, 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 I think it's kind of a a six in one hand, half dozen in the other. There, we're we're talking similar things here, but well, uh, yeah, it's let's, better let's than some of these wacky titles that uh, the rest of the world gave us because there's some there's some fun stuff here. It's better than some of these other ones. The advanced uh, title no, for I, the film. I am was... Team India all the way here. <laughs> this was called Godzilla Five in advance of the movie coming out because it's the fifth. Heisei film to, to be released, which, you know, if you want to call it, you know, Heisei Godzilla 5, more power to you. A, one of the alternative English titles they were toying around so it wouldn't get confused because, you know, like, there's a whole system with registering film names in the United sure. States that for the most part, I don't think you can like trademark the exact same name if it's already been trademarked by someone else. So if, you know, the another company had the rights to show era film, you couldn't call it the same thing. 
which was probably the case because TriStar, I think, was releasing this on, on VHS. But yeah, they, they thought about naming it Godzilla versus Super Mecha Godzilla, which, oh, there's an upgrade to. I, honestly, <laughs> I would prefer that Super Mecha Godzilla is in the movie. I am OK with that. I would yeah. prefer that to Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, too. <laughs> I so <laughs> I hate that title so much. <laughs> Jurassic City is is one of the titles that India had <laughs> and rules. Uh, Jurassic City dash Godzilla versus Mega Godzilla, which is yeah, that's a, that that's a fun title. As I like well that a lot. As, uh, Robo versus Godzilla. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Make it sound like RoboCop. Robo versus Godzilla. Uh, what, what 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 did our 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 friends in in Russia call it? Oh, yes. Legend of the Dinosaur 2. I wonder if they called the original. Uh, the last one was called versus... Return of the Dinosaur, so I don't know what's going well, on there. No, it was it was the <laughs> what was it called? It was something Saurian mutants. In, that was in Germany. Russia. Oh, what, well, what, what's Germany called this one? Do I have that? Uh, you didn't list it. Oh, gosh. Oh. Did it not get a German release? Right. Well, probably but... Godzilla versus Frankenstein's robot 2. <laughs> the Revenge. <laughs> I mean, I can I can look this up on IMDb <laughs> if if you really want. I, I bet no. if if they don't list it as, as something different, it probably was released in most Europe as just Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two. You know, so as awesome as this poster is, and it is sick. Mechagodzilla has a little bit of a different design than his film counterpart. This one actually honestly looks very very macrossy. Um, oh, it's one of my favorites. It's, it's no, it's it's great. It actually gives you <laughs> some high expectations for this movie. It, it um, has there's there's elements of the Millennium series Mechagodzillas in there, the 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 Kiru Mechagodzillas, as well as a little bit of the 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 legendary Mechagodzilla. You know, just just a, a little bit, a little bit. I, I will say the the teeth on the design for the poster are probably sharper and more kind of vicious than I think any version of Mechagodzilla has been. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a cool look, and and it also shows the Garuda, Garu, Gairuda, yeah, G Y R U D A. I uh, I think. Well, home, um, homeboy it, says it with such gusto when he introduces his robot. <laughs> It, it shows it kind of flying out. And I think one of the original designs for Godzilla had the ship being like an internal component, kind of like a, a super Macross kind of thing that could detach or I, I guess that's more Robotech. Where, where's Drew when you need him? <laughs> like a smaller I mean, no, ship. That, 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 that ship that looks very Macross for yeah, sure, uh, like uh, which a is a smaller Robotech. ship that was I, I think part of it was. The, Mechagodzilla was going to like be two separate ships that combine into it. So, you know, a little well, uh, mega <laughs> And so it's funny because uh, so our, our main actor, Masashiro Takashima, who plays Aoki, uh, he's kind of like a super English lad. It's like Aoki Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the thing is, like, at least in, in the translated version that we get, his name's A, a-, a- Johnson. I think <laughs> did did you watch the the English dub as well? No, no, I watched the um. Well, so the, I watched the Japanese subtitles, but there's there's so many segments when they're in, at least in this Blu-ray release from TriStar, when they're in Mechagodzilla, they speak in English. Yeah, yeah, that, that's something that they. Yeah, I mean, it's been in all the Heisei movies. They've they've yeah, had they've, some they've had they've had some English speaking segments. parts. 
So what's cool about this is Takashima was the lead in a movie that we didn't cover in the 80s, but is an awesome sci-fi film, a Gunhead, which is a mech movie. And, and, and some of the designs for the mechs in that were originally incorporated into the Mega Godzilla design. Yeah, on the I th- poster I thought here, that was... you can kind of see a, a tank part of Mega Godzilla. Yeah, I thought I just thought that was that was super super cool, and I, I really liked Masashiro Takashima. I thought he was he was great. Who this movie begins kind of weird because like we we get introduced to the G Force in this kind of silly bureaucratic way. <laughs> yeah. Because like we we have our 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 main female protagonist like kind of starting and. And he's like, oh, am I going to be working with this 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 lady? And it's like, no, no, you're being transferred to the G-Force. And they hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Ryoko Sana, who plays Azusa Gojo. Yeah, like. whose name they don't use very often in this movie. So I didn't know what her name was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems it seems like, honestly, a part that should have been filled by Miki in in a lot of it. But they've, they've got two... I, kind of main I, female characters here. In I this one. don't disagree. Yeah. So uh, Megumi Odaka is back as Miki Sagusa, uh, our, our psychic friend of Godzilla, who in, in my biggest criticism of this movie is seemingly still con- super concerned about Godzilla while actively trying to murder Godzilla. Yeah, she's part of the the UN's Godzilla countermeasure center. So and she they put her in the Mecha Godzilla. She is one of like five pilots. There's a bunch of people in the cockpit at, at some points, but the the UNGCC, which is our our new anti kaiju organization for it's kind of like a a a mini trilogy is this film and the next two Heisei Godzilla series because that we will have G Force as kind of like the main, I guess, protagonists, human characters in in all three of these these films, if memory serves. And and G Force was such a concept that they made figures in the states. I I owned several G Force figures. I love G Force. I, yeah, I I do too. It's like one of my favorite concepts. I completely forgot until looking stuff up for this movie that they were essentially the figures. I mean, uh, cop straight out copying Power Rangers. <laughs> oh yeah, really? Like I, I just sent you a photo of of so all of them come out come without the helmets, but they you know <laughs> they they are they are is not what they looked like in the they, movie. <laughs> they, they are bargain bin Power Rangers. Yeah, you find um, these at the uh, Family Dollar store. I, I, I wish, and they had the, they had a whole story, and they all had super English names like Margaret O'Brien, David Easton, <laughs> Michael Dutch Van Horn. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, though there, there's a couple of American born actors that that are living in Japan that they kind of shoehorn into to the, into these uh, movies. Yeah, the, the, the UNGC basis for these it, figures at all. <laughs> but yeah, they, they want to make them seem like a more international organization that is still based in in Japan. Yes. And Catherine Ka- Berger is, is one of the the Mechagodzilla co-pilots. Oh, is, she the, is she the blonde? Yeah. Played by Shelly Sweeney, who. Had had some more stuff to do, I think, in the original script, but a lot of it got cut. I'm pretty sure. So with all my bluster, I I, I mentioned uh, last week going into this one, I was like, oh, here we go. More shut up and play the hits. But they, they did exactly what I wanted them to do if they were to bring back a classic monster, because they take so many elements of Mechagodzilla 
but mm-hmm. rework it into the modern era and don't include the aliens. They're like, okay, yeah. let's just take this concept of a, of a robot mecha Godzilla or a robot yeah. Godzilla and make it work with the Heisei era and remix it in a way that it's honestly pretty darn great. It's why I personally believe that mecha Godzilla is the best enemy for Godzilla because it very much changes in every single series into a completely different giant mecha. And in mm-hmm. some of them, it is actually a creature. Like in the Millennium series, it, it it has like the ghost of the original Godzilla in it, which is a wild idea. This one. Oh, and, and, and in the Monsterverse, it's the ghost of Ghidorah powering it. The ghost of Ghidorah, the, the, the skull of, you know, in, in my mind, it's Kevin. It's the left skull. It's probably <laughs> not. But in this one, it is leftover technology from mecha king Ghidorah, so it, it has a connection to another one of the movies and mm-hmm. I, I just think they do a really good job in yes. integrating this creature and because it has the characters that you like inside of it you feel more for i think mecha godzilla or care more about the the fights than in really any of the other heisei well things. so i mean we, we we have to um we have to talk about the the zordon shaped elephant in the room there there is i mean i i don't remember how popular zhu ranger was mm-hmm. in japan i think it was pretty popular but this this is around the time that power rangers is blowing up mm-hmm. it had debuted in august of 1993 this date this came out in was it december yes december 10th so the cultural impact was still happening but the fact that these things are happening in congress is not lost on me so i feel like there was there's certainly something in the air because there is, and I mean, this is around the time the Super Sentai was leaning more into, oh, we're bringing giant robots in all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it is a staple in this franchise. The fact that you have a, a Super Mecha Godzilla at one point and a morphing sequence it is, and, and the way it's done is, is mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it is pitch perfect Power Rangers. Um, yeah. uh, Another thing all, all that needed to happen uh, was a, a head flip. <laughs> Another thing they'll bring back for the Millennium series mm-hmm. of of the two Mechagodzilla films, which I absolutely love. Another thing that they do in that series that they do here in this this original film, I guess, the, I mean, technically they did in the Showa Mechagodzilla series, is they brought in other monsters to really push the, the plot forward. And this one, we have the amazing return of Rodan. Finally. Looking better than ever. One of the best uh, Rodan sculpts, miniatures, if you will. It, it's definitely yeah. was an influence on the legendary Rodan. It's pretty wicked looking, you know, de- like well, what exactly Rodan is a mutated dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. He's um, yeah, they, they call him a mutated pterodon. And I, I love Rodan this movie. It, one of my criticisms is, I mean, as a consistent problem with these bringing back monster scripts, this script is I was telling Patrick before we start, started recording, this script is fly by the seat of your pants in terms of like, I feel like it is being written as they were recording it. it, it like, I, th- th- this is Godzilla. Yes. And because <laughs> I just feel like they were just constantly responding to what was going on and somehow just made it work. <laughs> well, there's bits of like Rodan origin, you know, redo in, in them finding this egg that they think is a pterodon egg. It's a Mecha Godzilla origin film because it's the creation of this new Mecha Godzilla creature. But uh, they bring Mecha. back they bring back a baby boy. 
Yeah. And then very surprising. And I, I forgot about that. I, I, I really thought it didn't show up until uh, versus Space Godzilla. But no, of course, this movie has the return of Baby G, also known as Baby Godzilla. An Just update baby in this movie. <laughs> uh, baby. Yeah, they call him Baby a lot, which is a- adorable. But an and update he's adorable to- in this movie. Update to Manila. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I kind of dislike that they changed its design so much in versus Space in, Godzilla. They, yeah, they, they make him super more. Well, they make him more cutesy, which I'm fine with. I mean, he grows. So, I mean, I'm, I'm OK well, with it, that. It seems like he lost height and put on weight in, in the next movie. It feels like they sure, should have sure, flipped sure. and this one should have had the, the chibi cute one. Well, and then he would have gotten a little bigger in the, and so yeah, he, he comes out looking like a baby, like a, like a literal baby Godzilla, as opposed to being more like a, a Godzuki. Well, they're, um, they're, cause he's not Godzilla. He is not. Mutated. They, they say he, he yeah, yeah, they call him a Godzilla sore. He's a Godzilla source. Yeah, exactly. But they, they also, and this is what threw me in, in, in the, the translation I was watching. They call him, Rodan's stepbrother. Well, because they have this and whole I don't explanation. understand that at all. Supposedly, uh, Godzilla Sor laid its egg in a mountainous Rodan nest, a, a pterodon nest. Oh, uh, the much, egg. Okay, okay. Much in the same from? way. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. As, as a cuckoo bird would. So, because, right. No, I remember that conversation. I don't I just, know why they're half brothers, but it's like thirty minutes later, where it's like, oh, well, he's he's Rodan's half brother, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, he's what? Well, they they talk about how there's this ethereal music that triggers both Baby G and and Rodan. And Rodan, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, like, like okay, you said, okay. there's elements okay, that are if really... If that's all they meant, then I, that was a, that was just a... a maybe maybe the the a local, the translator was like, oh, th- this is what this would mean to an a, a English audience. Why maybe Stepbrother wasn't the... Yeah. <laughs> right, I, I, right I, as you go, I believe you, Miles. I was just like, what is that? And, and there's also some of the worst looking fake food I have ever seen in any of these movies. <laughs> there, there was a scene where our 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 our, our boy uh, Aoki is is having lunch, and Miki's next to him, who has a bowl of untouched spaghetti, and it's <laughs> spaghetti, and it looks like the most plastic playmate <laughs> spaghetti you have ever seen on a screen. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I zeroed in on that thing, but I was like, I, I mean, I, I wrote notes. I was like, docket points, docket yeah, points. <laughs> no, because man. As flyby uh, the seat of its pants as this movie is, this movie continues to fire on all cylinders. I feel like this is the most, like, I think the most kaiju battles and the most time kaiju have had on screen, maybe in in kaiju cinema so far. I'm pretty sure this movie holds the record for Godzilla on screen time as a percentage of the film's runtime, which is Amazing because this is, kind of, I mean, not long for a, a Godzilla movie, but it's like an hour and 40 minutes. And hour and 47, yeah. Yeah, Godzilla is on screen about 20% of the film, like which almost is way more than usual 25 minutes. Yeah. And when you factor in that Rodan has a ton of screen time by itself, Mecha Godzilla has a ton of screen time by itself, it is very kaiju forward. And, you know, it, it starts with. With the kaiju, the first kaiju battle happens like 13 minutes into the film. Yeah, it's th- you do not have to wait. You your ticket also, gets paid for very early on. Yeah, the opening spar between Godzilla and Rodan is great, but I also love that like kind of in reverse when Rodan first appeared uh, in a Godzilla movie, where he's kind of just being a little 
jackass to Godzilla. Godzilla is <laughs> like in the ocean still. You just see some bubbling, and then just the laser just kind of fly out and smack Rodan. Yeah, and yeah. The, it the is atom- so good. The atomic breath they changed the formula of a little bit. I think like sound wise for this film, but it, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's like more violent and all over the place. They they use it, you know, maybe closer akin to how crazy it gets in like Shin Godzilla. But uh, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy. Well, yeah, because they do it. they do have it fies a little bit because it becomes red and in the last little bit of the movie mm-hmm. that that's um, kind but, of like the influence of of flame Rodan, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it changes the the color of, of Godzilla. But the thing is, like, they're not even like softballing it. Like that first spar between Godzilla and Rodan is pretty fun. And it, yeah, it's it's a great fight. I mean, just about every fight in here is, is pretty pretty awesome. And Okawara, who directed last week's Godzilla versus Mothra Battle of the Earth directed this one but i feel there's more gusto in his direction that fight has such a creative use of camera because they're working with the limitations of the suit which is something that i've kind of had a problem with in in this era is they have this hydraulic suit that had this sluggish suit that looks great but they can't do much with it and i feel like he is making use of that limitation by taking cool shots and cutting close and doing these weird things and oh hey what if we just had like Godzilla grab Rodan's neck and try to choke him and we focus on the claw choking his neck and not the full figures it's just mm-hmm. it's a really great use of your like making your limitations work for you and yeah. I and, I applaud him for this film yeah well you know the technical department really needs a lot of a lot of the praise because this is the first time I guess Rodan was not suit mated at all it's all different sizes of puppets which we'll get into in the technical aspects of it but i think they do very good job probably a better job than even the mothra and 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 batra um flying forms i I think they do a good job with with bringing rodan back and yeah i'm I'm happy that it was in in this movie it would have been fun to see rodan in versus king Ghidorah. it's kind of like a (laughs) a rematch but that that movie was focused on on those those two big combatants, and this one this one has is it does feel very much like a Showa era movie. It's very all over the place well, as far I'll, as also <laughs> the plot goes. No, no, and and the taglines because like they they assume that you are you are down to clown because that third tagline you have listed here, the greatest battle in history of the three giants over Baby G is about to begin. Like yes. they just assume you are caring about the big Godzilla. They're right because you do care about the big Godzilla because he is adorable and they characterize him perfectly by yeah. bonding him with Gojo. Yeah. For uh, some reason, Asuza. Miki is busy trying to kill Godzilla and doesn't get a lot of screen time with with baby G. But I love baby G. I, I love Rodan in this film, and I don't love the design. We'll talk about Mechagodzilla later, but I do like the idea of Mechagodzilla a lot. So, yeah, it's weird because I went into this movie thinking, oh, yeah, I don't like the 90s design. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of fun. I'm- I think it's a great suit, and, and we'll talk about that later as well. But, uh, I mean, it's there's so many good suit designs for Mechagodzilla. I, this is my least favorite just because the other ones are so good. Like the show mm-hmm. is amazing. I love the millennium ones are some of my favorite. Yeah, they're, they're good, but yeah, it, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard it, to pick a favorite, but I really like the millennium. one. It's, it's hard when all Mechagodzilla designs are pretty fantastic. Yeah. 
Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the history of this film, where yeah. it, it came from. <laughs> it's yeah, another I mean, well, lost script, uh, a lost remake that they wanted to do because production started on this. They were trying to get the rights to make a King Kong versus Godzilla in the Heisei era, which am, am I am I incorrect? I uh, did they they were going to what? I would have loved that if they, that. Had oh, yeah. No, fruition. but I remember they were trying to see if they could kind of squeeze by with Mechanic Kong. Am I am I wrong in that? No, you are correct because they well, they they went to Universal Pictures, who had the, the rights for King Kong at the time, obviously doing nothing with them since King Kong lives. And it was not going to be in the budget to have King Kong. You know, that's that's bringing a, a huge okay, star. So Universal and, just wanted too much money. Yeah. And so they thought about because technically they own Mechanic Kong. <laughs> you know, that is a, a Toho original design, but they didn't want to get involved in the legal area. So what's the best? Next best thing to Mechanicon, obviously Mechagodzilla. So that that's kind of the 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 journey that we went on from King Kong versus Godzilla to Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla for this film. And as big a fan as I, I am of the Mechanicon design, I would much rather see Mechagodzilla on screen. So yeah, no the 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 plot sounded insane for for this movie. Oh, look, every, it, it I had, wish I wish every lost. Uh, quote unquote lost film got made because the lost film <laughs> scripts are absolutely bonkers. I mean, way back from like Bride of Godzilla to to this, what you're about to say, they are all nuts. And I think the world would be a better place if we had these insane films on screen. So there were some pre-production art made for Godzilla versus Mechie Kong. And one of the things that was going to happen, it was going to be a similar like the UNGCC is in control of Mechie Kong. One thing that was going to happen was they were going to use Mechacong to inject Godzilla with a syringe like commandos into Godzilla's bloodstream, <laughs> kind of like Fantastic Voyage. Yeah, I was to, saying so like a like a like an aliens meets Fantastic Voyage <laughs> to like, yeah, travel through the bloodstream. And, and maybe, you know, one of the plot points of this movie is Godzilla has two brains, you know, which like they a, do use and they talk about, but don't really focus on because like it's like a blink and you miss it the conversation you're like wait 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 wait, wait what yeah so that that is <laughs> that is one of the original crazy ideas and did not happen but yeah one of the original endings for for this film was godzilla destroys garuda but is killed by mecha godzilla so one of the original ideas was this was going to be the last godzilla film so Godzilla dies here and, you know, they were making good money. So they they decided against that pretty early on. But the ending of this movie was going to have the energy leaving Godzilla and kind of transforming baby Godzilla to a new adult Godzilla. And obviously we could see that concept in two years time. Uh, spoiler warning for Godzilla versus Destoroya. But that is what happens at the end of that movie. And I love it. <laughs> Right. So uh, that that's kind of the, the production history behind this film. Once again, this came out a year after the previous one. So they they had to jump into production pretty darn quickly. <laughs> and they that's why things like the poster are so off <laughs> the original. Uh, art the poster, that poster is so sick, though. Like it it's like great. when I think of late 80s, early 90s, Japanese science fiction like this, this captures everything. I kind of like it even more than versus Biolante. It's just so dynamic. Um, I, would, I would love this. One. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this artist like just came out, which is like gold every single time, no matter how the movie was. 
Like, <laughs> no, no matter the fact that I gave pers- my personal score for Godzilla versus Mothra was a seven out of 10, that poster rules. Like, <laughs> it does not matter that Godzilla looks a little smaller. Everything just looks awesome. And, and this is the same. Um, this is, I, I love that the poster movies. has Rodan really front and center too. You know, yeah, and th- this poster is much more comparable to the Godzilla versus King Ghidorah poster. I feel like mm-hmm, in some yeah. of its design work, and especially the way that he's doing the atomic breath. I, I'm, I love these posters. They're so good. <laughs> keep, keep putting them in these notes. I, I can look at them. Yeah, let's talk about some of the other technical aspects of the film. Yeah, I do want to. Uh, you bring up something in in, in your notes, and I'm. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about it a little bit because for me. I agree with you that the daytime scenes with the kaiju still kind of look a little off. You're using full. Good. Yeah, well, you're using full figures. And now, but there's the director is making efforts. The, the, I think I think the director learned from that film's mistakes. They're adding some they got some fog machines. They're they're adding elements in there mm-hmm. to give it a little more ambiance and and make it look better. It still looks like a Showa era movie when they do the daytime stuff, but I think yeah. it does look better. Yeah, I just if, if, if it's I, look I like totally that, understand why it doesn't work because it feels grainier to the film. This doesn't look as good. It, it's one of the reasons they they poo pooed the legendary films early on because all those kaiju fights were at night. I was like, if it looks good, I'm fine with that. And I am 100 percent with you. I, I remember when the angry video game never was complaining about that. I'm like, there's a reason for this. Yeah, I was like, I don't want it to, to look like the, the daytime fight. But yeah, then we get the majority of the rest of the fights, the the first one versus Rodan and the, the ones at the end of the film in the cityscape. They look great. They look amazing. They really make up for it. So, yeah, it, it it's just so crazy. It almost feels like they're trying to do a homage versus Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 1 or Terror of Mechagodzilla because those two movies had a ton of daytime fights. It was almost all daytime fights in, in mm-hmm. this I, I think except the the introduction of Mechagodzilla was do they do many night fights in the yeah. show era like I remember Hedera having when, a night fight but when they rip the skin off of Mechagodzilla oh yeah that, that, that's a nighttime that, shot that one but it's just night. those two that I'm thinking of most of them were daytime stuff right yeah, well, most almost everything. There is some other callbacks to the Champion series, and this has got some very violent aspects and and blood splatter in this film. We got, <laughs> yeah, we got we got Godzilla pierced by Mechagodzilla's cables. The the most uh, violent one to me though is when he's Godzilla's getting electrocuted and begins foaming at the mouth. Well, <laughs> but Rodan does too when he's dying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's brutal stuff. Yeah. Oh, what, he's what, got that. He's got that kind of like like hunter green colored blood too, mm-hmm. like kind of muddy blood. This this is the, so the first film in which uh, Shinichi Wakasa and his company Monsters Inc. built the suits and the props. Well, applause, like standing <laughs> ovation because. Everything looked great. I actually think this Godzilla suit looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Once again, of course, Ken Pachiro Satsuma is in the suit. It is, I think it's a new suit for for the film. I'll, I'll double check on that. But they, of course, made all the different sizes and props for Rodan and designed Mechagodzilla to be a suit where almost 
more than any of the others gave the suit actor a ton of movement and, and range with with the costume. Wataru Fukuda plays Mecha Godzilla slash Super Mecha Godzilla. You know, he, he plays him throughout the the film. And then one of my favorite suit actors, Hurricane Ryu Hurricane, is yep. Baby Godzilla and a blink of and you'll miss it g-force mechanic <laughs> in in the background of this movie yeah yeah do, do you have any other thoughts on the the mecha godzilla design um it, uh, it just feels I'm, like the neck is to me just like just a little bit too long you know i'm i'm, I'm a fan of the design i like the the kind of heat sensor in the middle uh, mm-hmm, i'm a big mm-hmm. fan of that and I like, I like, I guess because they give us so many cool things of what, watching the computer screen. It's like, oh, you, have, you get this kind of diamond dusting of its armor because it can conduct the heat and and bounce it back at Godzilla and helps mm-hmm. the. Like, there, there's so many cool things about the about the concept of the of the Mecha Godzilla here that does come out in the suit. You don't have. You don't have the the finger missiles, I don't think, in this one, do you? No, no. There's there's lots of weapons on the yeah. It's got plenty of 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 who's it's and what's it's, but it's not it's not shooting stuff out of its fingers. But yeah, I, I think the costumes are great. I think this is the best Rodan's ever looked, and honestly, the best Rodan's ever fought. This suit was was redesigned from from the previous film and, and is called Rado Goji, like ah. Radon, <laughs> which is which is what they call Rodan in the the English international dub of the film, which is pretty funny because that one was produced by Toho. So that is what mm-hmm. they're calling Rodan in, in the rest of the world is what they they called it in the original Rodan yeah I, that, that that's, that's <laughs> yeah like we said i i love the the rodan design here i love his like power upgrade of being able to turn into kind of like a firebird something that they bring forward to the legendary mm-hmm. rodan it's yes. just great. it's awesome yeah and um like i said i love the the baby g design i like how it kind of looks like a little baby goblin like he's he's got this godzilla <laughs> look to him but like he's also yeah. still super cute because i remember the first time there was a couple of stills out there when i was looking back i'm like oh yeah they, when they first brought him back he's kind of ugly but like seeing him on screen i'm like super adorable super friendly like, i mean this is the baby godzilla that like i feel like embodies this character from not just here but also the millennium series when when uh he appears i this the suit work in this is phenomenal and yeah hurricane ryu did a great job in in this one as baby g i yeah and that that, there's so much expression in baby g's face as well they did a great job with the animatronics there super expressive like you always feel like this is this is a baby and they do a great job of like making you empathize with this creature despite the fact that he might be related to the thing that's destroying everything outside i yeah i think i think all of that's it's great uh also the the um speaking of the techno stuff all the other robotic stuff i love the little pterodon glider that aoki makes <laughs> yeah yeah there's some some fun uh, that really brings me back to the showa era and like oh yeah we we invented yeah. something new and it, it's, it, it's, it's funny that it doesn't silly, but come up like as like a main plot point. <laughs> well, it does come up when he like he doesn't he say he saves uh what's her face with that. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It just it, it felt like it was going to be a, a much bigger part. I, I love that it wasn't. I love it's just like, oh, I made this thing and yeah, I want to share with this girl I have a crush on. Capability and... of fly around. Yeah, that, that it was it was a uh, you know, we, we talked about how they, they were writing these movies to be a little more. um 
enticing to female audiences and the romance in this movie is like one of the first ones i actually care about yeah <laughs> really in any any kaiju film is like oh they're very cute together and and they, i also like that she's like she's kind of very she's also still kind of playing hard to get and it's like you know don't call me babe don't like it is <laughs> it is very uh modern in in the way it's doing it but also like and they don't get together on screen i don't think like they clearly care about each other but we don't see this big no. you know and I love that. I love that we just we get the playfulness and both of these characters have such a great chemistry together. They make it work because we've seen several actors who do fine together. The last movie, they're fine together, but they don't have that spark. And these these two actors absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great cast. Um, you know, there there is a, a cameo by Kenji Sahara as another UNG CC um, kind of like controller. But yeah, besides that, it, this movie doesn't have like a ton to talk about its human cast because so much is focused on the kaiju. You know, they they have a, a great plan to kind of lure Godzilla away from population centers by using baby G. And it's, it, it's something that they've done, like, I feel like a dozen times in kaiju films, but it's executed pretty well here. It is complicated by the fact that like doing so also brings Rodan back to life and has <laughs> a uh, Rodan come come and attack and the garuda ship is is fun because it, it's kind of like you know in, in parts a a two-on-two two. they've got garuda for rodan <laughs> uh is like an equivalent and it, it feels a little bit uh, you know more like a a ship to be reckoned with than the super x you know super mm-hmm. x it just it didn't do it for me but i really like the the ship design here and I like that turns into a little backpack for <laughs> Mega G. It's something that I so I love this. I I mean, you know me. I'm a big Tokusatsu, I'm a super big Power Ranger fan. Like this, this kind of thing just works for me. I like that it kind of looks like I don't know what the ship's called. Drew, our friend and podcaster co-host, would know it. Mm-hmm. It looks like the thing from Robotech and Macross. I I love the morphing sequence. I love that they just explain. They don't explain it. They're like, you just assume, oh, well, now these lasers, they're going to be more powerful because they're hooked up to Mechagodzilla. Like, mm-hmm. and they shoot all the beams at once. Like, all this all this communication through the language of what you're watching on screen as opposed to just giving you an info dump. I I love yeah. all of it. it. I thought it was super, super fun. Yeah. Um, you saw a lot of the Power Rangers in this. I saw, yeah, like you said, a lot of anime and, you know, it, it's something oh, yeah. that Mechagodzilla will pretty much be exclusive after this is having a human pilot in some form or team of pilots in a lot of the movies and having tech salvaged from another giant robot, usually. Or yeah, another, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm down with that. I, I I don't. Well, that and they're like, oh, this isn't just made from parts of Mecha uh, King Ghidorah. It's we use this to figure out the advanced technology mm-hmm. of the future to make Mechagodzilla. I, I actually much prefer that as much as I love the, the legendary Mechagodzilla, the, Oh, we're, we're using some sort of quantum Wi-Fi to hook up the brain of King Ghidorah to this murder bot. And away we go. I, I love the show of craziness of this, but I'm, I'm much more of, a, Oh yeah, let's get the G force, which, you know, the action figures that I had as a kid, they were all basically <laughs> power Ranger ripoffs. So I was like, yeah, let's get these guys into a giant robot and let's go. Yeah, yeah. The the inclusion of G Force is one of my favorite parts of this film. Um, still, it- still, still wish, still wish we could explain Miki a little bit because she is consistently con- concerned about Godzilla's welfare while also 
actively trying to murder his second brain. So, yeah, she's I mean, she's her role is basically that of the cosmos, that of the the Shobajin. She's there to just kind of tell you what Godzilla is thinking or to warn you that he's he's coming, that kind of thing. And I, I still appreciate all of her appearances in these films. This one oh. finally feels like they gave her at least something, something to do. To do. Yeah, a hundred percent. I am. I am only complaining about the narrative aspect. I am not complaining about the actress. I think she's phenomenal. I love the character. I just, again, this, this script is, you know, yeah. we'll do it live. <laughs> right. So bit of a, a legacy for, for this film. Cause I think this one is what really influences them to make the Kiryu Mechagodzilla and the Millennium series, the the legendary Mechagodzilla, and and why that that monster has been so successful. Is a lot of groundwork was laid with this movie, um, and it was a pretty successful film at the box office. Yeah, this this did well. It did. I don't think it did as well as versus Mothra, but no, it, I, it didn't. But it still sold. I think like three point eight million tickets in Japan and made like thirty to six billion dollars in nineteen ninety four, which is like the equivalent of seventy three million now. So mm-hmm. it, it did pretty well. Th- this though, despite all my problems with aspects of the script, some of the pseudomation things, this is one of my favorite Heisei Godzilla films. Miles, you want to mm-hmm. talk about rating this one because. I'm giving uh, it I, I, well, well, well I, I want to talk about a couple things real quick. Oh, yeah, um, go right ahead. Uh, I, I mentioned this briefly last week. As much as I enjoy the Igafube score, he is shutting up and playing the hits. There is very <laughs> little original here. It is almost a constant loop of the Godzilla theme and yeah, variations well, thereof. That, that's why they hired him back is they just wanted some some new. I think they hired him back the, so they the could classics. credit him as opposed to just ripping off his work and yeah. re reorganizing. Yeah. If, if I, if I have a, a flaw, but um, before, before we do talk about our ratings, did you have a favorite scene scene? No, maybe the, 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 the last fight between mega Godzilla, the, between the UNGCC and Godzilla. There's just so many cool things that happen that are now like cemented as part of the God Godzilla kind of mythos you know of, of rodan powering up and, and using like this this fairy fire <laughs> to give godzilla you know some different powers and things so much cool stuff happens in the last 30 minutes of the movie um uh i i would i would agree my favorite scene my actually my favorite mm-hmm. moment is rodan colliding into that skyscraper and it's splitting in half and falling on top of him yeah, yeah. I, I just think that is that is incredible work. You know, I didn't even mention it in last week's episode, but Batra dropping a building on Godzilla was definitely a highlight of that film. Um, but, and, the, and the thing that made me laugh, the thing that made me laugh is the slowest door opening of all time where like the guys are trying to get baby Godzilla out of this this container oh, yeah. uh, and the door is stuck <laughs> and they start opening it at the very beginning of this very long fight and they are like <laughs> not even a quarter way done by the end it's, it's just like what are you guys doing <laughs> there's like a, a benny hill sped up baby godzilla as it's running away from rodan and, and around that part at the end that's <laughs> yeah always makes um, me laugh so yeah well, but now we can move on to the ratings i just i wanted to talk about our favorite scenes because i i definitely want to mention just the choreography of getting rodan into that skyscraper and there's yeah the miniature work here is just god tier because you just oh, you feel like an actual building got collided into by this monster and it, it collapsed on it. I mean, it's it's so good. 
it's definitely some of the best miniature work in the Heisei series, which, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think drops off a little bit in uh, the next film versus Space Godzilla, but maybe is brought back. It's been a while since I've watched versus Destroy It, but here it's it's top tier. It is some of the best it will ever look as far as like actual miniatures go. Yeah, for personal enjoyment, like I said, I'm giving this top marks. I feel like this movie is the first of the Heisei era that is completely over all the speed bumps. Both versus <laughs> King Ghidra and versus Mothra have a lot of problems. All the problems no, in this one feel Bialante like... didn't. Well, yeah. I mean, versus Bialante, I would say for us, it's pretty perfect. For a lot of watchers of Godzilla movies, it doesn't give them what they want. But I feel like this one has stuff for everyone. The the flaws, many of the flaws of this film feel like design features because they it just makes it feel like a, a Showa era movie. But I, I do feel like it has, still has a more cohesive story than versus Mothra, more of a crowd pleaser than versus Biolante, because I feel like it has bits of everything for everyone. And for for me, is a lot more technically appealing than versus King Ghidorah. There's combat like a kaiju combat every 20 to 30 minutes. It is when there's not two giant monsters fighting on screen or Mechagodzilla. There's like a baby Godzilla scene like there's there's not really a lot of lost time. You know, they're, they're they don't waste any screen time in this film. So, yeah, when I f- reflect on my personal enjoyment for this, it's as close to perfect as I can get. I think it's a low 10, but it is still a 10 for me. It, it's as close as you can get to a nine, but still being a 10. Th- there's room for improvement here. But I, I as soon as I got done with this, I've watched it like twice in the last two weeks. I, I wanted to watch this one again, which the same thing that you said. I didn't remember this being one of the best of the Heisei. No. And 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 walking into the I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm I'm done. I'm 10 out of 10. Miles. So I walked in this one being very much. Yeah, all right, here we go. More shut up and play the hits. And, you know, for Ikafube and, and company, it kind of is it. It does have this fly by the seat of, of your pants script that, like I said, feels very yes and however everything about that plays into why this movie works so well and in Mm. terms of pure enjoyment i look at this movie and i'm thinking to myself what do i want from a kaiju film and this ticks every single box yes as an avocado piece of art it may not hit every single note that it needs to do a hundred percent well but in terms of making an enjoyable kaiju film this movie is I mean, I would call the uncut gem of the Heisei era. This is the movie that doesn't get any notice. It's the one that's, I mean, probably less talked about than Godzilla versus Mothra Battle for the Earth. This is this <laughs> is the the redheaded stepchild of this of this era. And let me tell you right now, this movie needs some respect on its name because I am a hundred percent with you, Patrick. This is a ten out of ten. This is Ooh. such an enjoyable movie. All the monsters look amazing. You have so many amazing battles. The miniatures, I think, are at the top of the game here. The night fights look incredible. Even when you're like, oh, yeah, this doesn't look as great. But am I having a bad time? And mm-hmm. the answer is absolutely not. In terms of personal enjoyment, and I mean, this is on par with Bialante in that respect, too. Because like, in terms of just putting on a kaiju film that I can just throw on, maybe in the background, maybe with the, with the dub on, doesn't matter. If I just want to watch something that's going to just give me my kaiju fix, this is 
a phenomenal example. If if I wanted to give someone a movie, they're like, hey, do you want to see some cool fights and kind of get a gist of of how cool kaiju can be? This is an excellent example. Um, yeah. 10 out of 10. I think this movie is Ooh. so enjoyable. So good. So good. For the the technical aspect, I, I think, you know, because of the bloated script, there are parts that don't work. Similar to versus Mothra. Part of that is maybe this has a little bit of a bloated runtime with, you know, like four main kaiju in, in the film. But right. I, I still think that it it doesn't feel as long as it is because of how many how fun battles it is to watch. there are. Yeah, I, I do believe that those daytime fights are just not as good, but they they are, you know, that they're really only as bad because they have the nighttime scenes that do look amazing. So for the all the technical aspects, I'm giving this one a nine out of ten. There's some things that are still keeping it back from from perfection and. Uh, you know, we, we got to see what that looked like in a Heisei Godzilla movie in versus Biolante, but ten, 10 is still great on our scale. So what about you, Miles? Oh, I am hand in hand with you, buddy. This, like, th- despite the fact that, yes, the script does dock it. It's one point. That's really what I, I'm, I'm putting marks for. I respect the fact that it is just running with it, that it feels live, but as a result, some of the narrative does get tripped up and it's not perfect. And that does damper it a little bit. However, everything else, the acting, like even though there are weird comedic moments, those actors are playing them as they're supposed to. The actors are phenomenal. The yeah. sets look phenomenal. The monster work, the suits, the suit acting, everything is firing from all cylinders. And I mean, I... It's one of the most technically sound of the Heisei era for me outside of its script. But everything else shines so brightly that it's one of those movies you walk away from. Yeah, yeah, the script is kind of, you know, whatever. But man, did I have the best time. So, yeah, nine out of ten. Oh, boy, we are in agreement so far. Let's see if we can continue this. What about your evocative nature, Miles? Where do you think this stands as a piece of kaiju art? This one's this one's tough for me. Because I am between two scores and I feel like I, I, feel, I feel like no matter what we give it, I, everyone's going to be kind of shocked by how highly this one rates just because it's not talked about very much. But I think as a piece of kaiju art, this hits every note. It excels in some eras areas and it also does stuff with the tropes that it plays with a little bit better than others. I mean, it's tough to say because Mechagodzilla, you know, is kind of forever. I mean, we've even had Mechagodzilla in the American films. So it's tough to say. I mean, this movie do- isn't talked about as much. So I, I almost want to dock it for that. But as mm-hmm. far as a piece of kaiju art, like every time I think about this movie, I'm like, this is exactly what people want from a kaiju film. This is everything. Yeah. I'm going to give it 10. Oh, we are not in agreement, Miles. I, I, I'm looking at your score and I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. I, do I think this is a perfect film? No. But do I think it is evocative of what a kaiju film should be? Yes. And and that's why I gave it that extra point is I, I do think that this does reach those heights in terms of reaching what a a kaiju film should be doing with even if you're using like not a recycled story, but if you're using an old character and you're remixing it for a new audience it is hitting some of the same beats of what Mechagodzilla means to people. Yeah, we're, we're scrapping the crazy aliens, <laughs> but everything about Mechagodzilla is still here 
but you're taking some of the things that have developed since 1974 with mecha anime and, and incorporating it in a way that I I just think that it completely knocks it out of the park. I mean, this is a movie that I did not realize. I did not think about going into this movie that I was going to like really feel that this was a, a near perfect Kaiju film. Like I was, I was in, I was going to this movie with my arms crossed and they're like, all right, fine. All right, yeah, okay. Let's 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 play the hits. A delightful and, uh, yeah, change. I I, I love this movie. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm I I believe the same thing that you do. I am giving this a nine out of ten. I think this is a very important part of the series. It does really strike a balance between the new and the old. Show and Heisei really completely makes up for how ugly manila was in the show errands with how <laughs> yes, it off the charts cute baby g is baby is in, in this film and yeah it brings back two of my favorite godzilla monsters got rodan mecha godzilla in amazing fashion really updates them super well mm-hmm. and also begins to tie the threads together and make this feel like a more cohesive series and we got you know callbacks and footage from other heisei movies so it really feels like a part of a continuing story so yeah for that i'm giving it a nine out of ten which means we are right there on the cusp of this guy being a 10 out of 10 film but unfortunately i'm at a nine you're at a 10 it's dropping us down to a nine for for the podcast average which still a great film on our our scale just not near perfect i mean i'm i'm not upset about that I am double checking the ah, it comes in at 9.45. <laughs> it is literally on the cusp. Like I said, as you said, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with this being at a nine. I think even with that score, it might raise some eyebrows for people checking this movie out. It's not super hard to get a hold of. And I, I think that this is one that people are going to have a lot of fun discovering because this this is a movie that does not get talked about enough. I it's one that I kind of shrugged off. I I don't even know what I was thinking when I first saw it, but I I am a believer now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, that's pretty surprising. I, I I thought you know maybe you might be in the same camp as what you thought about for versus Mothra, but this one scoring basically a, a full point over that movie. I think makes sense i think it tracks oh i mean i I will watch this over versus mothra any day of the week i i just think yeah it it is right where it should be in the series behind versus biolante right now which i still think is you know as as close to perfect as yeah i mean the series has seen thus far agreed and what did we give i think we gave versus king Ghidorah a eight yeah. Eight or a seven. We gave it an eight and, you know, it, it's a high, high eight for us, but it's still a great movie. Same thing with with Mothra. Mothra maybe is more closer to a low eight, but great, great films all. Um, so that's that is versus Mecha Godzilla to nine out of ten, which is pretty exciting. Miles, where can folks find us if they want to talk Kaiju, if they want to talk to us about this review? So if you want to offer your amusement about how we rated this movie, uh, you can email us at kaijuversehistory at gmail.com. You can reach to us on X 
at Kaiju versus History. I hate saying that. <laughs> uh, you can go to our website, kaijuversushistory.com. You can rate, review our show, comment, share with friends, and let us know what you think. Check out our Letterboxd account to see all of our reviews and watch all of our films. Also, uh, Patrick and I do a Starfinder actual play podcast called Cosmic Crit, and we do have a Kaiju versus History channel on our Discord. Yeah, uh, so online. Come, come sit and chat. We're both here most of the day. B- talking at each other uh to say something else you know we we record this so far in advance but you know we talk about kaiju news which is so funny that there's so much to talk about i know in in our our discord channel like yeah patrick thought this this show would be uh have a very tight lid as an ending and they keep announcing more (laughs) and more kaiju movies coming out in the next couple years no the the in the next year, there's about uh, five or six projects, which is pretty. I mean, that's a lot for yeah. a, a calendar year of uh, of film and, that's a, and television. That's, it's another month of the podcast. Yeah, well, um, actually, as as this episode comes out, I think we just got Gamera Rebirth. They they announced that was yeah. coming out right around my birthday, so I'm I'm so excited. Uh, some of these new projects, I'm like holding off on watching you know, immediately. So I, I don't have to watch I, it twice within a couple I mean, of years, but at the same time, I don't know if I can hold off watching Gamber rebirth for another year or so. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm watching that one the day it comes out. <laughs> also, if, if, um, because it's been bandied about Twitter, uh, the creator of Godzilla singular point said we might get a second season. So oh boy, God, uh, don't, don't tease me. Like I know that. talk, talking about a 10 out of 10. Whew. All uh, right. But, but what are we doing next week, buddy? Thank you, Miles. Thank you, listeners. We're going to catch you next time when we look at a loving remake of a terrible American kaiju classic with a, a very modern feminist take. Tune in next time for History versus Attack of the 50 Foot Woman. Bum, bum, bum.